Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so happy to have you listening today. Thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me. If this is your first time listening, I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you're here. I hope you stick around. Don't forget to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I hope you guys had an amazing Mother's Day. I know I did. We got to go to lunch and I got gifts and cards. It was so much fun to spend time with my family. And since this is a Mother's Day episode, I wanted to bring on two moms that I think have a lot of insight when it comes to faith practices in the home and learning how to pray, which is something we could all get better at. I've invited Stephanie Thurling and Sarah Holstrom. They're two friends who met during their undergrad years at Pepperdine University and launched a ministry together called Raising Prayerful Kids. Stephanie lives in Minnesota and has her master's degree in youth, family, and culture from Fuller Theological Seminary. She worked in youth ministry for many years before deciding to stay home with her three kids. Sarah lives in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and has her master's in education from Azusa Pacific University. She spent several years working in kids ministry as well as teaching elementary school. Now she stays home with her four kids and works part-time as the creative elementary director at her church. Though they live in different parts of the country, they both have a passion for helping parents teach their kids how to pray. As authors of the book, Raising Prayerful Kids, they love to share easy, life-giving, and fun ways to help kids experience God through prayer. Now, I did want to mention that typically my episodes come out on Friday, but I'm releasing this a few days late because my family was dealing with the stomach flu all last week, so that's why we might mention Mother's Day coming up. I'm sure you can figure this out, but this is such a fun conversation. I always love when I get to have a couple of people on the show, and these are two very special moms, and I know you're going to enjoy this conversation conversation with Sarah and Steph from Raising Prayerful Kids. Steph and Sarah, I am so happy to have you guys on the Collide Kids podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Kristen. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, this is so fun. And I love that I get to talk to two moms. So let me start by saying happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day. I'm just confused on how it's almost Mother's Day. Right. Wasn't it just Christmas? Did yeah. we just get Christmas? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It's going to be summer before we know it. Well, hey, would you guys just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'll go first. My name is Stephanie, and I live in Minnesota with my husband, Trevor, and I have three kids. Calvin is 10, Griffin is 7, and Harriet is 6. Um, so they're all at school right now. They're fourth, first, in kindergarten. Um, and I co-run our ministry, Raising Prayerful Kids, with my friend Sarah here. I am Sarah. I have four kids. We live in um, kind of near Los Angeles in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And we have Charlie, who's nine. Brinley is eight. Lila 
is five and Levi is three. And then I do um, Raising Prayerful Kids with Steph and then also um, do kids ministry at my church. And my unofficial title is Storyteller Sarah. So I get to tell stories to kids from the Bible on Sundays, which is like the most fun thing ever. I love getting to do that. That is so fun. That's like the best job. You know, you get to walk in and get everybody excited about the Bible. I know. I can't even believe it's a job. It's so fun. And I learned so much from that. It's like every Sunday, I think I'm going to teach them something. And I walk out having learned so much from, from the kids and how they relate to God. So that's another cool perk of getting to be storyteller. That is so cool. And Steph, you guys wrote a book, right? We did. Our book, um, Raising Prayerful Kids, came out this past March from Tyndale House Publishers, and it's really exciting. It is a book all about how to pray in really fun and creative ways with your kids. Oh, I love that. And I love this topic, especially for all our families that are listening. Uh, Prayer is always something that we can get better at. So I am excited to hear from you guys and talk to you guys. Uh, But before we do that, we always like to start out our show by putting the guests on the spot and making them tell a joke. So do you guys have a joke you want to share with us? My joke is really short, but my daughter told it to me and I just thought it was so funny. I don't know where she got it. But so the, the joke is who cleans the ocean? I don't know. Who cleans the ocean? Mermaids. <laughs> I think it's I... That is a great joke. I love it. Okay. Do you guys want to hear a pizza joke? Yes, yes. I do want to hear a pizza joke. You know what? Never mind. It's too cheesy. What if I tell you a veggie joke instead? Okay. okay. A veggie okay. joke? Oh, I can't. It's just too corny. I can't. <laughs> You guys, that's not as funny when I say it, but when my kids say it, it's so funny. So kids, if you're listening, you should try those jokes because I need to work on my delivery. It's just not as funny when I do it. (laughs) I thought it was really funny. I I like that it goes from pizza to vegetables. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It was healthy and delicious. Great jokes. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. So tell us a little bit. So this is kind of interesting because you guys are in California and Minnesota. So how are you guys running a ministry together? Um, well, so we, we met when I lived in California this is Steph. So we, I used to live in Minnesota. Um, I went to undergrad at Pepperdine and so did Sarah. And we actually interned at the same church together for a while. Um, but then we really reconnected when after graduation, I worked with her husband at a different church while I was in grad school out in California. So he was um, doing high school ministry at a church and I was doing junior high ministry at that same church. And so we were in a life group together and really got close then. And then I moved back to Minnesota and we started our ministry four-ish years ago. I called Sarah up and asked her to do it with me. And she kind of reluctantly said yes, but she did say yes. And it's been really fun. But we, so that's how we met, but running a ministry from different sides of the country in different time zones with seven kids is an adventure. We have a lot of FaceTime calls. Our kids sneak a lot of snacks. They like watch a lot of TV and they just sneak. They like know when we're working, they can get away with one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we've had to hang up suddenly, you know, we've been working on writing something together and then 
somebody's kid fell out of a trampoline or, you know, something happened. So we've had a lot of those, I'll call you back moments together when we've been writing our books together. So it has been definitely an adventure. It's been really fun. That is so fun. And so I love this idea about raising prayerful kids. What do you think is so important to you about prayer? I love that question. I think so. I think some people will say to me, you must be so good at prayer, which is why you wrote this book. And to me is the opposite. I think I struggle a lot with um, wanting to get things done and wanting to be a little bit of a perfectionist. And so um, when God called us to write this book, I think part of the reason he did for me is so that I could recommit to prayer and I could remember how important it is God's will for our lives is that we talk with him, that we rejoice always, that we pray continually, that we give thanks in all circumstances. And he, he's such a good God because he wants our hearts, whether we are, you know, one or 101, he wants us to be talking with him and listening to his voice. And so as soon as I started doing that more often with my kids and researching it and writing about prayer and praying in some of the ways that Stephanie prays with her kids. And as soon as I started to prioritize prayer, I started to see um, just this new peace in our family and this new connection. I feel like I know my kids so much more and I know what's on their hearts. And I'm learning to just call on the name of God all day long to cry out to him, ask him for help instead of reacting. And, you know, instead of all of that um, stress and that busyness that can so easily enter our families and enter our lives. So I feel like teaching kids how to pray from a young age, how to listen to God's voice, how to do breath prayers, how to thank him in every situation, um, while also teaching parents. I think our hope for this, this book and this ministry is that it helps the kiddos, but also that parents, as they're doing these activities with their kids, they would learn to love prayer and rely on prayer more too. Um, but I had no idea it was going to change my life so much. So I always tell Steph, I am so thankful for her inviting me to do this with her because it really changed me a lot. And I think God wants to change all of our families and all of our hearts through prayer. You know, I think sometimes as parents, we forget about including our kids in some of these things, you know, like we get caught up in what we're learning about or what we're um, dealing with. And, and so inviting our kids to be a part of that. So Steph, how did you know that you wanted to write a book about this? So I have a ministry background, obviously I went to seminary. I worked in youth ministry for a lot of years before I had kids and as I started having kids and my friends started having kids, they would start to come to me with questions. And it was really triggered by one of my friends who was a newer believer. And she came up to me after church and she was like, you have to help me because my daughter is asking me to pray with her and I don't know how. And so I just, I didn't really have anything to, I didn't know what to tell her. I was like, I guess you just pray. Like I've just always prayed with my kids. I don't know. So I just started thinking about it and I started praying about it. And God started revealing some of the ways that I've been praying with my kids and really unique and differently than other people. And I just really felt him tell me like, you need to write this stuff down. Like this needs to be a resource. You need to start this ministry and Sarah's going to do it with you. Um, so it really just started from, from a need that we, we felt as our friends were trying to figure out how to disciple their kids. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what are some of the ideas or some different ways that you have, you mentioned breath prayer and teaching them to pray, uh, in different creative ways. So I'd love to hear a little bit about some of these ideas. 
Yeah. So we're all about fun. Like, I mean, some of our, our book is divided into three categories. So it's prayer games, which are the easiest and they're fun. They don't require any supplies for the most part. And they're just really easy to do. Focus prayers might require a little more prep or a little more attention. Um, and then contemplative prayers move into things that aren't really any harder, but they might require some more practice. You might have to do it a few times for it to really start to click and become part of your rhythm. Um, but the idea is that no matter where you are in your faith journey, no matter where your kids are, or no matter how old your kids are, you can open up the book and find something that will relate to you. That's something that can challenge your faith and grow your faith in a really cool way. Um, Cause I think there's this misconception of what prayer is and is that you close your eyes and you bow your head and you talk and it's really serious and eloquent and beautiful. And, and then sometimes, great. and then sometimes you fall asleep <laughs> and then sometimes you fall asleep totally. And then you wake up and you're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't finish that prayer or you just right. don't have the words, you know? And so we are all about fun because there's room for joy. There's room for joy in yeah. prayer. So one of our favorite things that we like to do, our kids love this. So kids, you guys should try this out is we like to play the grateful game, which is just saying, thank you, God, for something. And that's it. But it practices, it helps us to practice gratitude. And that's how God wants us to live. He wants us to live a life of praising him. And so we do this all the time in the car when we're bored. We'll just t- take turns going like as fast as we can. And you don't repeat things. Sometimes we like to go in ABC order, kind of like grandma packed a suitcase. So like, thank you, God, for apples. Thank you, God, for Brindley, you know, in order like that. And oh, it's I like really that. fun. Yeah. That's cool. We've been doing it where you have to say why. So it adds a little to your prayer, you know, like, thank you, God, for animals because they're so cute. Thank you for Brinley. She's a great sister. So kind of telling God why we're so thankful for that thing. And we also in our house, I love that you mentioned falling asleep because some of my kids have trouble falling asleep. So kids, if any of you out there get scared at night or just cannot fall asleep, you can play the grateful game by yourself too and see if you can get all the way to Z without falling asleep. My oldest daughter and I, we always laugh in the morning because I'll start to say things about God I'm thankful for, you know, like, God, thank you that you are amazing. You are big. You are caring. And a lot of times I do fall asleep before I get to Z, but I don't think God minds because it's falling asleep, praising him, you know, like mid conversation, praising him. And he helps me to fall asleep. And that's worked for some of my kids too. Yeah. I had a a Sunday school teacher when I was growing up and she said she used to feel really guilty about falling asleep in her prayer time at night. And then she realized that it was that she was able to fall asleep because God was giving her peace. And so when she, especially when she was struggling, she said, I think it's okay. And it was just, it was so good for my, my teenage heart to hear that it's okay. Sometimes if you fall asleep, just to know that God's giving you peace to trust in him and, and you can sleep in that. And so, yes, I think that's a good thing, but we don't want, I love this idea because we don't want to say, or we don't want to think that prayer is always boring. So these are some really fun ideas. Um, what about for parents that don't know, that they're a little insecure or nervous about praying or trying to teach their kids about prayer? We'll be right back after this. You know, raising kids in the digital age isn't easy, but Bark Technology makes products that help parents keep their kids safe online and in real life. 
They have an app, a phone, and a home device that lets families set parental controls on their internet-connected devices. I love the app because it helps us manage screen time and blocks websites and apps we want our kids to avoid. It also sends alerts and gives us the ability to monitor texts and social media and even track your child's location. Visit bark.us to learn more about how you can keep your kids safe online. Use the code COLLIDEKIDS to get 15% off your subscription of the Bark app. Yes, I think that is so common. And parents, if you're feeling like that, you are not alone. So all of the research as we've been, you know, writing this book and, and creating this ministry shows us that parents are the number one influencer on a child's faith. So if a child keeps their faith in early adolescence and into adulthood, um, the they're more often than not having a parent who is modeling that for them. So a parent who's crying out to God when they need help or sharing what God's been doing in their life. And that can feel like a lot of pressure. And the research also shows us that most parents know this, but they just don't feel equipped or they feel like the weight of that is so heavy. They don't even know where to start. So if you feel like that, so does everybody else. You are not alone (laughs) at all. And so (laughs) that's okay. And I think that, again, that's really why we wanted to create this resource because it doesn't have to be um, intimidating. It doesn't have to be hours of prayer time. You don't have to say it just so. And in fact, these are activities you could pick up and just try with your kids. So the grateful game is one, but another thing you can do that's so simple that doesn't take um, really any prep is like we mentioned earlier is doing breath prayers. And this just means making your breath and your prayer kind of go together. So taking a deep breath in and everybody can try it now. If you're listening to, you can take a deep breath in through your nose and say a part of a prayer and then a deep breath out and finish your prayer. So, so one thing we like to say a lot is breathe in deep, say Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, and then Holy Spirit, breathe out through your mouth. Give me peace. Give me peace. This is one that we do all the time in my house. Or another one would be when we're having some sibling rivalry or having trouble with forgiveness, we'll breathe in. Jesus, help me to forgive. That's another good one that kind of helps you stop and forgive. And my daughter made one up that she likes to say. So she is eight and sometimes we do homeschool and sometimes she's doing work that is super hard for her. And so she gets frustrated. So she'll breathe in deeply and she'll say, this is hard, but you are with me. Mm -hmm. And I love, I've, I've adopted this in my own life because it's such a good reminder to stop and remember that life is hard but we are not alone. God is with us in every single one of those breaths that we take in a day and every single one of those moments that we go through. So that's a great thing as a parent to start doing on your own and then to teach your kids how to do because it's this awesome um, technique that they have that they can do when they're with you, but they could also do when they're off at school or when they're somewhere else and they need to breathe and pray. And don't even have to, um, people don't even have to know you're doing it because you can do the prayer in your head and the breathing Um, quietly to yourself too. And it kind of just slows down your heart rate and just reminds you to connect with God and ask him for help. Yeah. I had a guest on here a few, 
uh, weeks ago and she talked about anxiety and she talked about when we take a deep breath and we think about the things that we're grateful for, that anxiety cannot coexist in our minds with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so taking on that idea of just breathing in those prayers and remembering the things we're thankful for, that helps with so many things. Um, And so it's not just about checking off a thing on a list that we have to do every day. It's about how it helps you get through your day. Yeah. Mm. Prayer is good for you. Like it is good for your relationship with Jesus, of course, but it's also good. I mean, all those things are true. So breath prayers, practicing gratitude, it's a way of worshiping God and it, it is good for our minds and our bodies. Like God designed it to be good for us, which is so cool. Yeah. What are some things in the Bible about prayer that you've really learned through this whole process? I feel like one of the things that Sarah always says and I think it is a little, I think it's surprising to people is that prayer is commanded. Like there's not where anywhere in scripture that Jesus is like, so if you feel like praying or if you want to talk to me, it's just <laughs> like in the Sermon on the Mount, when they talk about prayer, it's when you pray, it's not if you pray, it's when you pray. So it's a, it's a spiritual discipline that God commands us to do. And so it's not, it's not optional. So we have to figure out how does, what does that look like? You know, if we're going to pray without ceasing and it's not an option, how do we do that when our lives are really busy already? And it feels like pressure, you know, and that's our whole goal is that people would be able to take everyday moments with their kids, everyday moments on their own and just change their language and turn it into a prayer and turn it into a faith filled moment because that's what God wants from us. Yeah. I, I have a motto that the important things in our life, we don't find the time for them. We make the time for them. You don't get extra hours in the day. Everyone has the same (laughs) amount of time. And so you guys are busy moms. So how do you make the time for prayer to be a priority in your family? I love that question. And I love what you said just now, Steph, about changing your language. I think that is just really it. So as parents who might feel overwhelmed or might feel like, you don't know my family and my situation and I don't have time for this and things are a little bit chaotic. Um, So to kind of take what you're already doing and change the way you talk about them, like Steph mentioned. So if you're going to go on a walk with your kids already, turn it into a nature prayer walk. So as you're walking, you could say something like, oh my goodness, look at this guy that God made. He's so creative. And you guys could clap for God and just talk about how awesome he is. Or if you're already sitting down to have a snack together, you can say, can you believe God made raspberries? They're just the perfect combination of sweet and they're delicious, you know, and kind of talking about God, like he's a member of the family. And all of that is prayer, stopping to notice God. um, That is prayer. So another one that Stephanie does in her family that she taught me how to do is she does the prayer of examine. So, and they do it at dinner time. So we've started to do it at dinner time too, where you sit around the table, talk about the best part of your day, the hardest part of your day and where you saw God working. And so my kids like to call it the dinner game. They say, okay, I'm going to start the dinner game. And this has been a really fun way to pray because noticing God throughout your day is a way to pray, to, to notice his involvement and his action in your day in the hard times and in the good times. And it's really helped our family to be able to talk about the hard times too, because that's a really important thing for us to realize as kids and grownups, that even in those hard moments, God was there and he was with us. And it gives us an opportunity to apologize to each other when we need to, and also just to recognize him. So 
when we first started doing this, my kids would say, I don't know where I saw God working. And now that we've been doing it for a couple of years, they are, oh my goodness, over and over again, they'll say like, I saw him working when, you know, you shared your truck with me, or I saw him working when dad made dinner tonight and it didn't burn or whatever it is, you know, they're, they're seeing God in these little things all throughout the, their day. So that's been, that's been another way where it's not adding to the busy to-do list that we have, but it's taking what we're already doing. We're already going to have at least one meal together. So use that time to pray together and notice God more. That's good. Yeah. And I, I would add that we like to do a lot of not necessarily memorized prayers, but kind of, I guess they'd be memorized. So I do a lot of just memorized one sentence prayers. So like when my kids were younger, we like during bath time, we would just say, you know, like create in me a clean heart. Oh God. Or as I'm um, putting dish, the dishes away with a child, we'll usually like take, um, as we're putting a plate away, we'll say, who do you want to pray for? as we put this away, or as I'm folding little socks, I'll be praying for the kid whose, so- whose socks I'm folding. Little things like that throughout your day can kind of serve as like triggers to remind you to pray. You know, like if you think about it as I'm going to pray for whoever's clothes I'm folding, then you're just reminded. Yeah, that's so good. That's such a good way to think about it for parents. And laundry is a great way to remember to pray for people because uh, there's always a lot yeah. of it. So it's a lot of prayer time I'm going to have. You're going to uh, pray for your kids a lot. <laughs> and then teach them to pray as they do their own laundry. That's yeah. the next part. Uh, that's so good. Well, you guys, this is so interesting and exciting for a lot of our, I hope a lot of our families listening get excited about these ideas and teaching their kids to pray because I think it is so important. Uh, where can we find more information about you guys, your resources and uh, your book? Yeah, our website, we have a website that has a ton of free resources and some paid resources and just blog posts, all the things that you need. Um, our website is raisingprayerfulkids.com. And then that's our Instagram and our Facebook and our Pinterest too, just at Raising Prayerful Kids which is also the title of our book, which you can get on Amazon, Target, Christian Book, any retailer that you like that sells books, you can buy our book there. That's awesome. Well, that's so good. Well, I'm so excited for our listeners to check you guys out and definitely go check out this book. I think it's going to be a great resource for your families. Well, before I let you go, I have to, I always like to ask my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. So do you guys have a memory you want to share with us? My kids are getting to a little bit of an older age where they're running outside with the neighborhood kids more than they used to. We have a very, we have a neighborhood with a lot of kids in it. And I was just reminiscing the other day with a friend about running around and playing night games in the summer and that kick the can and kickball and all of those things. I lived, I grew up on a cul-de-sac. And so I'm just really excited for my kids to do some of that stuff this summer too. And I was just thinking about all the fun I had with my neighborhood kids just for hours playing outside with those yeah, neighborhood games. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sarah? <laughs> that is so, okay. So I picked more of a sad memory, <laughs> but it's also <laughs> encouraging. So I, <laughs> I was thinking about when I was a kid at night when I would get sad or I would get scared instead of cuddling with the stuffed animal, I had a Bible, like a rose colored precious moments Bible. And I I didn't really read it very much um, at this point in my life, but I would grab it off the shelf and I would hug it and hold it really tight. And I would wake up in the morning and it would still be in my arms. And I was thinking about that the other day because 
Now what I'll do if I wake up and, you know, I'm thinking about my to-do list or I'm worried about something is I'll just recite a scripture verse in my mind. Like you were asking earlier about what does the Bible say about prayer? I love the one that says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done and peace of God, which is more than you can understand, will guide your heart, guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So I was thinking for any kid that's listening, you can, if you pick one scripture with your mom and dad and memorize it, and then you can say that at night, or you can actually grab your Bible like I did and hug it. But I was also thinking, I think where that fear as a kid came in for me was not really understanding how much God loved me. So I just wanted to say to any of the kids listening, I know you've heard a lot of people tell you that God loves you, but he really does. He knows every single hair on your head. He knows every single tear you've cried. He's seen every tear you've cried and he's cried with you. He loves you and he has really big plans for your life. And he doesn't just love you because, or he doesn't love you because of anything awesome you've done or you ever will do. He loves you because you're his and he made you. And I was thinking about when my son was born, when I was pregnant with my first son, we got in an elevator and nobody knew that we were pregnant. But my husband just said to the strangers on the elevator, he said, she's having a baby. And he was just so excited. And he just loved this baby for no reason at all, just because he was ours. And I was thinking, God feels like that about every single one of us, but times a million. So if you're listening and you're a kid or a big kid or a grown up, he loves you so much. And when you doubt it, just ask him to remind you he loves those kind of prayers and he, he will remind you that he loves you. Yes. Yes, he will. That's such good encouragement. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, you guys, this was so great. Thanks so much for being on the show. What are you guys doing for Mother's Day? Are you going to get a, a breakfast in bed or what do you guys do for Mother's Day? I don't, I don't really know what our plans are. I think we'll probably end up going to church and then just playing. We like to do a lot of family games. So we'll probably just have a good day having some family games. Maybe I live close to my sister who has four kids and my mom. So we'll probably see them too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably go to church and then eat something delicious. We've been real. This is not good for you, but we've been really into making pizookies lately. You know, the cookie. Yeah. And then you put ice cream on top. So we might do something like that <laughs> and just kind of eat something not good for us. <laughs> That's awesome. My only rule for Mother's Day is that I don't have to do the dishes. Somebody else gets that chore for sure. I think that's a good one. <laughs> so that's a that gift. That's think, a gift. Yes. Moms everywhere. We should all unite and make that just a Mother's Day rule. No mom has to do the dishes. Or Agreed. the laundry. <laughs> Or the laundry, especially yes. the socks. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. This was great. Thank you for having us. Thank it was really you, fun. Such a great reminder from Sarah that God loves you so much. They shared such great information and ideas for us about prayer. They said prayer is a command. The Bible tells us to do it, but it's because it's good for you. It's good for your relationship with God. It's good for your mind and your body. It's a way we can talk to God and give him all our cares and anxiety and make him a part of our family. 
I love when Steph said there's room for joy in prayer. Prayer does not have to be boring. It can be a lot of fun to make it a part of your day. And they give us some really great ideas like breath prayers, the grateful game, and then say why you're grateful for those things. That's a prayer. Such easy ideas to make prayer a part of your everyday life, using those tasks throughout your day to trigger reminders to pray for people like chores or putting away the laundry, just showing that everyday moments can turn into a prayer moment. Well, if you would like more information about Sarah and Steph and their resources, you can go to their website, RaisingPrayerfulKids.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, Raising Prayerful Kids. And they have a great book that you definitely should check out called Raising Prayerful Kids. Pretty easy to find. Also, I mentioned in our conversation about an episode earlier dealing with anxiety, and that was episode 71 with Kara Snyder. And if you're just really in the Mother's Day mood, you can go all the way back to episode one where I got to interview my mom. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my friend Leighton. Hello, my name is Leighton Reams. And the verse I want to share is Isaiah 55 9. The heavens are higher than the earth and my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Thank you, Leighton. Such a great reminder. God's ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. He thinks of way better things than we do. So we know we can trust in him. Well, if you'd like to be like Leighton and send in your favorite Bible verse, or maybe you have a joke you want to share, you can find information about how to send that to me through my social media or through my website, collidekidspodcast.com. I'm also on Facebook, the Collide Kids Podcast, or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. Hey, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. First, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using and leave a rating and a review that it's really so helpful. And I just love reading those so much. You can also share this episode with friends and family and let them know why you and your family like to listen. Or you can go by my website and click the link that says buy me a coffee. It doesn't really buy me a coffee. It's just a little bit of financial support that helps the podcast happen. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, I hope today was an encouragement to you to start making prayer a part of your family's life. Start making it a part of your life. Take those moments, just those one sentence prayers. That's all it takes to make it a part of your day. Well, in case no one has told you today, I would love to remind you again that God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Looking for help and hope can be a chore, and you don't need any more of those. So consider downloading the River Mobile app. It's a radio station committed to playing songs that will lift you up and help you out no matter what you're going through. Songs from artists like Lauren Daigle, Zach Williams, and Toby Mac. It's totally free with no subscriptions. Just search 1049 The River in your app store or listen online at riverradio.com.